A little baby block, get that garbage out of here. What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you know? There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. OG with a look, got it! OG and Anobi at the buzzer! Oh, because my shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot shot like this. Hello and welcome to a non-Raptors episode of the What It Do podcast. My name is Drew Horton, and let's get into it. In a season plagued by bullpen issues, injuries, and most recently a clutch hitting slump, the Toronto Blue Jays are now red hot and sit atop the wildcard spot a half game ahead of the New York Yankees. In the last three weeks, they went on a 14-3 run. They went from 67 and 61 to 81 and 64. They went from nine and a half games back to now leading a half game over the second spot Yankees. And the Jays are just firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is hitting the ball well. Teoscar Hernandez, Bichette, Guriel, Samian, Grichik, Springer, Kirk, Valencia, Espinal, Dickerson, Valera. Everyone is contributing. Danny Jansen. Everyone is contributing up and down the lineup. In terms of year-long stats, the six players that qualify in terms of plate appearances to batting average, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is hitting 318 with 45 homers and 103 RBIs at the moment. He's in the triple crown chase, only behind Jose Abreu in RBI. He would be an MVP any other year, but Shohei Otani is pitching and hitting at a level not seen since the early 20th century from Babe Ruth. And any other season, Vlad really would have run away with the award. He's just having an unbelievable season. But with Shohei Otani pitching and hitting at an elite level, it just might not happen for Vladdy. Now, Teoscar Hernandez is hitting 308 on the year with 27 home runs, 102 RBIs. That's amazing. The amount of production that he's had, the clutch at bats, he's just been fantastic. Bob Shep is also having a very good year at the plate. He's hitting 292 with 24 homers and 88 RBI out of the shortstop position, which now with the arrival of Bichette and Tatis Jr. seems to be more of a slugging position. And if you can get your shortstop to hit 20 plus homers with a 290 plus average, your lineup is going to be deadly. Next, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting 287 on the year with 19 homers and 80 ribbies. Mentioning him here, he's having a great season overall, but recently he's just been on fire, hitting clutch home run after clutch home run and propelling the Jays to victories against the A's and the Yankees. Now, Marcus Semien is having a career year, hitting 269 with 39 home runs and 94 RBIs. It's in the realm of possibly the home run title if Vlad and Shohei Otani weren't already in a two man race. And lastly, Randall Grichik only hitting 250, but still got 22 home runs and 81 RBIs on the year. 17 games left to go. That's a very solid output from a guy who's hitting 6th or 7th in the lineup. In terms of pitching, Ryu looks a bit shaky, but uh, Steven Matz has turned it around. Barrios has been solid, acquired via trade from the Twins. Alec Manoa is one of the best upcoming pitchers in all of baseball. And Robbie Ray's a Cy Young candidate. 
right up there with Lance Lynn and Garrett Cole. Now the bullpen has had some issues this year, but there are still standout players that you can count on in the clutch. Jordan Romano has an ERA of 2.45, Tim Meza a 3.26 ERA, Trevor Richards with a 3.04 ERA, and most notably Adam Simber acquired via trade with the Marlins in which we also got Corey Dickerson who's also been contributing. But Simber with the Blue Jays has a 1.59 ERA. He has just been lights out when he's gotten on the mound. Now I think it's fair to say the Blue Jays are the hottest team in all of baseball right now and there are rumors circulating that teams are afraid that the Jays will make it through the wild card and they'll have to face them because if they play in the playoffs the way they're playing now they could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. They've got the output, the starting pitching, and enough shutdown guys in the bullpen that they could take a series off of anybody and I believe that it's just a matter now of stringing games together finding that consistency in the last three weeks of the year and hopefully making it to the latter half of October. Now it is unfathomable that Toronto would catch Tampa Bay who has a nine game lead on them with only 17 games to go so we're really hoping to get the number one wildcard spot so that we can host the do or die playing game in Toronto that would be ideal and so there are four teams that are competing with the Jays for the two wildcard spots so we have to finish ahead of three of these four the Yankees the Red Sox the Mariners and the Oakland A's now the Yankees and Red Sox both very very good teams the Yankees have been scuffling of late they're two and eight in their last ten and them losing game after game including a series to the Orioles which helped propel Toronto over them in the standings. They just look brutal right now. Nothing's working for them and hopefully that continues. I'd love to see New York not make the playoffs. No salt there whatsoever, I promise. Now the Red Sox, they've been battling through COVID and injuries, which is tough. You hate to see it, but at the moment injuries and COVID are two things that you really have to watch out for. And so they're four and six in their last 10. They're not doing all that well. Uh, really, Seattle is the only other team winning. They're six and four in their last 10. They're two games back. And this is a team that is a complete enigma to me. I could not predict what they're going to do. Their expected win-loss record is 12 games under 500, and they're 12 games over 500. The fact that they are in the spot is a miracle. They have a negative run differential, negative 56, and they just seem to lose big and win small, and they've done so all year. They've been clutch, and that'll have to continue for them to get into the playoffs. They have a the worst wildcard hunt run differential, but the number one fun differential. Isn't that nice? Lastly, the Oakland A's. They've been four and six in the last 10 as well. They are two and a half back from the Yankees in Boston who are tied. And the A's, they were playing really well earlier in the year and they've just sort of faltered now and now is not a good time to slow down, especially when the Jays are red hot. That second wildcard spot is kind of up for the taking at the moment because none of the four teams are playing particularly well. So it really is up for grabs. I hope Toronto stays in the zone that they have been in for the last little while and hopefully none of the teams 
really catch on fire. If I had to choose, I'd love to see Seattle in the playoffs. I think that would be a fun game. Also a game I think we could probably win, but I won't try to alienate my Seattle Mariner fan base, which is I think one. So, hi Brendan. <laughs> but back to the Jays, the way they're going right now, I can't see them falling out of their wildcard spot unless two of those four teams go on a massive run and the Blue Jays really even out or just full on collapse. They have just looked so good over the last two to three weeks that I can't see anybody taking a series off them except maybe Tampa Bay. And speaking of the Rays beating the Jays, they just won two to nothing. And that's a tough one. Uh, Barrios went seven innings, only gave up one run, and he had a phenomenal outing. Meza gave up one run in one inning, Simber gave up none, but the Blue Jays couldn't put any on the board. And the Rays held them scoreless just to three hits, and they didn't get a hit in the seventh, eighth, or ninth innings, which just shows you how shut down the Rays bullpen can be. Now I'm really hoping they get to play a wildcard game, one at all, but two if they do, that it would be in Toronto, because I would love to get tickets to a Blue Jays playoff game. Never been to a playoff game before, and the atmosphere from TV just looks unreal. But anyway, that'll do it for this mini Blue Jays update from the What It Do podcast. I'll get back to covering the Raptors. They've been some moves and they've got their roster set going forward. Preseason for the NBA does start soon, but I do hope to branch out a little bit, cover some other sports and some other topics, and just try to do a little bit more. So thanks for staying with me this long, and thank you for joining me for this episode of the What I Do podcast. So I am Drew Horton, signing off. Peace!